Welcome to another episode of Everything Wrestling with Brandy and Summer. I'm Summer. I'm Brandy. And we have a very special guest with us today. We have the foundation of Pride Style, Tommy Purr. Hi, ladies. How are you doing? Uh, we're great. How are you? I am tired. Uh, it's been a busy, busy couple of weeks, and I have a relaxing day off, but it's have it's in the middle of a heat wave in Vegas, so that's always fun. Yes. I am extremely hot. It's insane out there right now. I'm like, I don't want to go outside ever again. I, I know. I'm like, oh, no, it's not even July 4th yet. Oh. <laughs> that's going to be worse. We're going to melt. Uh, you know, by the time we know it, it'll be September and it'll be cooled off and it'll be great. Everything will be hunky dory. We just got to make it through August. Yes. Yes. True. <laughs> That's very true. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thank you. We appreciate you being our guest today. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm excited. Yay. Are you excited to bring I am very excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we're going to go ahead and get started with some questions. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You go first because you, I mean, I don't really have. My questions and mine. There's too many I want to ask. Uh, you know what? I I am a, I'm available to you. I know Summer said it was like 20 minute interview. I'm like, make it an hour. So <laughs> Tommy Purr gets an hour. We're actually <laughs> going to be breaking this up into two parts for this episode. So oh, you're look at that. She she probably listened to my other podcasts. I don't blame you. <laughs> um. So I you know I admit I don't know as much about you as I probably should. So. Um, what inspired you or who inspired you to start wrestling? <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. I just answered this on um, LGBT in the ring. Um, basically, what got me into wrestling was Sable. I, I saw her on an episode of Monday Night Raw beating up Luna. I never knew the girls wrestled. Uh, I never really watched wrestling before then. Um, and it was like right after WrestleMania 14. So April of 98, I want to say, um, I still remember the segment. Um, that's what got me into it. And, um, uh, the person who got me into wrestling was a manager by the name of Gigi severe, who, um, is an actor named Gabriel Gentile. And he, um, we were, I think we were doing, I don't know if we were doing a show together or if he stopped by while I was rehearsing for a theater play and he was training at future stars of wrestling and said, I'd be good at it. And, uh, because he knew I was a wrestling fan and told me to just go ahead and get involved. And that's pretty much how it started. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, my question to you is, um, <clears throat> which do you prefer to, uh, referee, uh, wrestle or talk show host? Um, I honestly prefer wrestling. I know, that's going to be a shocker to a lot of people. Refereeing is really good. Um, but what sucks is that there is a shortage. Uh, there's a shortage of really good referees. And most referees are people breaking into the business who want to be wrestlers. So they're always kind of like, yeah, 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 that's great. I, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that you liked me as a referee, but when do I get to wrestle? You know? Yeah. Um, and the sad part is, is like any other job, if you're good in that position, they will keep you in that position. You know, especially if there's a shortage, there's no shortage of wrestlers, but there's a shortage of good referees and, um, and they don't, they kind of don't get enough credit for how good they are, uh, because that really helps keep the match together because a lot of wrestlers want that creative freedom where they can just go off the rails and do whatever the hell they want. And you kind of need a referee as a good babysitter, you know? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Otherwise things get crazy. Audience members get 
involved by accident or yeah. camera people get kicked in the face or chairs get broken yeah. in the venue. <laughs> so, We've seen that multiple times. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> so you need a good referee. Keep things. Now I love doing the talk show. I really, really do. But so many, what we've discovered in pride style and for me in particular, when I do the cockpit anywhere is that so many people discount the talk show segment. Um, they think it's not important. They they're like, Oh, it's just a promo. I want to wrestle. And people forget that like all facets of the show from the opening match to the main event are very important. So, um, and I, and I hear everyone's complaints. I hear everyone's like, uh, uh. so a lot of people, a lot of the wrestlers don't seem to realize that like you're dogging this segment, but it's to help further your storyline, your character at my cost. So I'm sitting here without my storyline using my platform and my talents to help get you over and push your storyline. And some people are very ungrateful for that. Some people are very um, kind of a bitch about it or a diva about it. I don't want to do a talk show segment. Well, you know what? You can only have so many of the same kind of matches back to back to back every show. You know what I'm saying? Before you got you got to mix it up a little bit. You got to have a backstage segment. You got to have a in ring interview segment or a contract signing or something. And if it's a live show, at least you're in front of an audience. You know. Um, <laughs> So I enjoy doing the talk show segments, but what I don't enjoy is everyone discounting or discrediting it and um, making it sound like it's not an important part of a show. Um, it's just as important as any match, you know? Agreed. Well, can so, I just say that you're you're good at all three? Oh, Brandy, thank you. Yes, Brandy's seen me since the very beginning. So from referee to valet to manager to uh, wrestler to commentator to talk show host. I, I've, I've done it all. I'm everything, according to Diana. That's and why you're the foundation, right? I, yeah, I am the foundation. I'm the, I'm the first. I want to say the first because um, I don't think there was anyone else that was openly queer. There was always rumblings. You know, uh, we think this person might be bisexual. This person might be a little bit, you know, a little bit fruity tooty, you know, but I was like the first one to come out and be like, when I started, I was already out, you know, I was like, I'm gay. I'm here and I'm queer and I'm going to wrestle. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And, um, yeah. So, um, I was kind of, I was like the forefront of that. And, um, eventually everyone, everything else came along. And now, uh, before there was 400, there was Tommy Purr. And, um, it's pretty cool to see like Vegas wrestling scene has so many queer athletes now, which is great. So you got Papa, you got Jay Vidal, you've got Sandra Moon, you've got like all these wonderful talents and it's so great to see. I feel old as shit, but, uh, <laughs> it's great to see. Yeah. We were talking about our ages and <laughs> you were like, yeah, you don't look like you're as old as you are. You showed me a picture of, of your of your child, and I was expecting like a little kid, and I'm like, oh, that's like almost a full grown adult. Yeah. <laughs> like, how old are you? Yes, yes. But that's um, great. If, if I had a dollar for every person who told me that I don't look old enough to have a teenager, I think I could retire. That's that, 
that's amazing. Well, you know, being a heel keeps you fresh and young looking, you know? I love being the heel. <laughs> well, I guess that makes me the baby face. I prefer heels anyway. Uh, you know what? I think I think it's actually reversed. I think Summer is just like the ba- the the anti-hero. You know, Stone Cold kind of had like a like a heel vibe, but he was a good guy. You know, he was like a bully, but he'd bully the bad guys. And because Brandy's always, I'm always the baby face and Brandy's always cheering other people that are against me. So I'm, I don't know. I think Brandy's the low key villain here. So I only cheer Jamie Senegal. Jamie Senegal. Yes. Jamie Senegal and always Jay Vidal. So I'm just saying, I think you just have a, a kink for J names. We have talked about this and she has a, a theme with J's. But <laughs> <Yeah>. AJ. <laughs> like, AJ. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So is that the same thing because my ex-boyfriend from high school, his name started with a J too. So Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and that's why you wanted Sandra Moon to lose the title, right? She doesn't have a J in her name. <laughs> gotcha. You know, Tommy broke the code. Yeah. I yeah. Broke- <laughs> I'm coming out as Jami Per next show. There we go. <laughs> and then she'll cheer you. <laughs> yeah, and then she'll cheer me. And then everyone will be like, Jami, what the hell? Get out. Someone misspelled Tommy's name on the prompter. <laughs> They'll be like, Diana will be looking like, does this really say that? <laughs> <laughs> what am I reading? <laughs> Throw everybody off. I mean, yeah. we'll be in the, the seats dying, laughing, because we'll know. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. I, I I love it too that when speaking of Sandra, um, everybody, multiple people, and you were one of them, came, told us that all eyes were on us. Like everybody looked for our reaction. Oh god, yeah. We were like, we we're like, oh, I can't wait to see this. I can't <laughs> wait to see what what their reaction is going to be to this matchup. And just uh, there were some really good panorama shots of like Sandra's family and a lot of the fans and people were just like stunned. You could hear, you could hear a mouse piss on cotton in that venue (laughs) when she was the first one eliminated. And I'm glad, I'm glad Sandra got her, her due though. Um, Like one of the longest reigning champions in Vegas. And um, everyone said, thank you. Cause she busted her ass for it. Rightfully so she's, and she's an amazing person. I don't think anyone deserves more success in the world than Sandra moon. Um, and, but it, and it was nice. Cause, and then the audience knew no matter what, we're leaving with a new champion and yeah. that was, and that created even more excitement. So that crowd was really hot throughout the whole match throughout the whole show. But the thing is, is if anyone was kind of like, like feeling like, um, winded or exhausted cause the show was so good. Um, they came, they were even more alive. They got their third wind because they knew someone was going to leave with that belt. And, um, I mean, with how he was performing, I don't know. Bodie Young Prodigy was a standout in that match. I I was like, oh my gosh. And then Jay, Jay had to screw it up for him. So, mm. hey, mm, I didn't mm, see mm. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I overlook it when Jay when Jay does something. Ah, okay. I think everyone did a phenomenal job in that matchup. It was it was great. Uh, Jay played his part very well. Jay did amazing. The Oscar goes to Jay Vidal for a brilliant performance for someone crying while everyone chanted, hey, 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 goodbye. <laughs> I just wanted to say, too, when, when you were talking about Sandra, I think people, you know, misunderstand what I say about Sandra. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't 
dislike the girl. I just don't buy her as a wrestler. Like as a person, I love her to death. She's an amazing person. Mm -hmm. So okay. I think people misunderstand what I say. Okay. And that's, and you know what, um, that, that parlays into everyone is entitled their to their opinion. Um, that's, that's the brilliant thing about, you know, free speech. And you're not saying anything that's like, you're not saying anything racist or misogynist or like hurtful or attacking her personally. Um, but clearly you do have a, uh, definition of what a wrestler entails i for me personally i've seen the girl come up from nothing into this this amazing star and personality so i kindly disagree but you are entitled to your opinion it's your podcast you know what i'm saying um there's a lot of people who don't buy me as a wrestler you know um <laughs> the thing is yeah the thing is no one has to attack anyone for yeah. their opinion or their taste or whatever you know there's there's people who probably don't like jay vidal but you're not gonna sit there and you know attack them or their family or be mean to them you know what i'm saying so it's kind of like um you know it's, it's wrestling is very much give and take even for podcasters you know um you you put your opinion out there and people will either agree with you or they'll be like no you're wrong but it's like at the end of the day it's just an opinion Everyone calm down. I had this talk uh, about the QWI 200, um, which is a great list. It really helps like spread the word about up and coming LGBT wrestlers. Uh, but a lot of people, the list is not even that old. It's only been like around like what, three years and people take the placing their placing on that list very seriously. Almost like they like, they devote their whole self worth to that. Um, as a wrestler and as a person and i'm just like guys it's not that serious it's a group of people with an opinion and they're just ranking people you know yes yeah. we all want to be on there we want to be ranked really high but don't let someone's opinion of you you know um don't hinge your self-worth on that you know what i'm saying um you know, Sandra, I'm sure Sandra doesn't take anything you say personally, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure she's heard way worse and, um, guys, they're just opinions, you know? Yeah. And I was going to say, like, I mean, I, I'm extremely proud of Sandra. She's earned everything she's gotten. She's a, you know, she's definitely up and coming and she, I see big things for her. So, and I look for yeah. her to get signed eventually. And for me, <laughs> I don't know her as a person. Like I have never spoken to her or anything. So I can't judge on that. So I can't say I don't like her because I don't know her. You know yes. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I will give her that she can take a lot. And she that right she, she takes way more than i do i'm like fuck yeah, <laughs> a lot in that ring and she's one of those ones that is tough as nails i don't take that from her mm -hmm. at all and like i said i've said it many times i don't know her as a person i've never talked to her there's a lot of people i i still haven't talked to because me and you had this conversation and I do. I, I'm not the friendliest looking person. <laughs> no, you're a bitch. We, we talked about that. I have the resting bitch face. Um, yes. But it's, I'm just reserved. I'm shy. And I, it's, it, I don't put myself out there. And like you said, me and Brandy are polar opposites. Mm -hmm. She's very like outgoing. Hey, you know, Jay wants to put me in some part of the match or aging. Let, let's do it. You know? And I'm like, yeah. Hero's my favorite, but if Hero was like, you want to get involved, I would be like, ah, no. Um, <laughs> don't sing happy birthday. Don't even look at me. How about just look don't look at me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, don't be, don't even breathe near me. No. Um, 
<laughs> I just, I don't like the attention and that's just, I, I hear, I don't have a camera. You can just listen to me. Nobody's looking at me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yes. Um. So every, I always get this, like I have like coworkers that are like, and friends that are like, we're going to see you in a match. I'm, I'm like, you, you're, you're working on your wrestling gear, aren't you? And all this. And I'm going not even close. I wouldn't even want to be in the match. I want to be behind the scenes. It's nerve wracking. We still, we all still get nervous before matches. Like, even though we've been doing this for years, like, you know, Sandra still has to psych herself up. You know, Papa still gets really like, oh, oh. you know, like we all get like that anxious nervousness, that excited nervousness, almost like the night before Christmas. Yeah. It's just like, uh, uh, uh. you know, a lot of us don't even sleep before the shows, you know, like the night before the show, you're up and you're wired and you're like, I slept like a baby. I'm too old. And I'm Miles always says he's like, I'm pretty sure you're narcoleptic. Like he'll leave to go get like, he'll go in his room to go get something and come out. And I, I'm like, my, my head's all the way back on the back of the couch. Like I just passed out. <laughs> so I've woken up and there've been like a blanket rolled over onto me or um, like, he'll actually like check to see if I'm breathing. If I'm not snoring, it's really funny. I just, he's like, did you mean to fall asleep on the floor? And I'm like, no, I go, just wake me up so I can like go to bed and have a good peaceful night's sleep. You know, <laughs> it's understand. so funny. But if anyone out there has never met Sandra moon, she's one of the sweetest and most gracious, like, uh, wrestlers you could ever encounter or meet. for the most part. A lot of people in pride style are very approachable, but also like most actors, a lot of wrestlers have huge social anxiety, which is why they are so good in the ring is because they get, that's like where they like let it out and they get to like lose themselves into a character, you know, um, like cutthroat Cody is very reserved and very, like very polite, but very like not shy, but very like good and mild mannered, you know, he's so different from his like, his grizzled veteran persona, you know, Remy Marcel is the 86er, but Remy Marcel is like one of the qu most quiet, like, but sweetest people ever. And you don't expect that from like, these big personalities, you know? Oh, uh, I've always said it with G sharp. He comes off very intimidating and yeah. kind of scary. And he, when I talk to him, he's very reserved, quiet, very nice. Completely yeah. different. Yes what you expect him to be. Absolutely. I, I honestly think the only three people who kind of are who they are in the ring and backstage are me, Diana <laughs> and kid Isaac. <laughs> everyone else is just like, really like we are basically our personas and everyone else is like the opposite of their personas. You know, I can see that. I can see that. Oh, uh, oh, you know what? And Richie Coy. Richie Coy is a lot like their persona as well. Just like fabulous and sweet and funny, you know? Yes. I, I, oh, and, and also Jamie Lynn Senegal, you know, she's a skank in and out of the ring. So um, <laughs> I love Jamie. I sit at her all the time. We have so much fun. We're like siblings and we fuck each other up. And she kicked me in the head a few times at loud and proud. Oh man. I was like, my house was like, are you okay? I go, what's our address again? I don't know where we, What's going on? What, what, and then, what day is it? What day is it? What's going on? Who are you? What What's going are on? Uh, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But you know, when you're wrestling one of your best friends and uh, you're kind of, you're, you're as close a family as you can get, it, it, you go a little harder, you know? 
So. I thought that was an amazing match. I thought you both looked really, really good in it. You yes. definitely both took some brutal spots. Um, <laughs> yes. You know what? I love it. Yeah, shockingly, that gory, the gory bomb that I took from her mm-hmm. um, when we were back to back and she face planted me was like one of the easiest bumps I, I've ever taken. Didn't hurt at all. A lot of people thought like I really fucked myself up. I was like, no, that was fun. But that goes to show you how good you are in the ring to be for them to be like, oh, yeah, man, I hope he's OK. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, that match for me was like I was telling Summer like after the show. I really wanted to meet Jamie because uh, I haven't like never met her. Uh-huh. So I was going through like the last couple of uh, weeks, I was going through mental health uh, issues. Uh-huh. And after the show, I was able to speak to her and that made me feel better. So. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear Jamie's a big advocate for, you know, uh, a big advocate for making sure everyone's mental health is good. Um, especially being the, the daughter of Daphne, the scream queen. Um, she's just, she's, Jamie's an amazing person. Uh, she might be a little flighty <laughs> and a little aloof. Like she did ask me once if LDS meant that you couldn't have butter. And I was like, no, you're fucking dumb. That's Latter-day Saints. And she's like, oh, okay. And, um, she's just, she's really funny. Anyone who hasn't like met Jamie, she's like Jocelyn from Bob's Burgers she even talks like her and it's just so funny. So every time I hear that character, I just crack up because I just picture Jamie. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, Tammy's parents aren't buying her hair dye anymore. So you can see her roots. Like I'm just I'm like, that's Jamie. So uh, that was really cool. Like for me to see her um, because I, I was a WCW girl. So Daphne, you know, for me, it was the first, she was probably the first person in wrestling that I looked at and was like, that's me. Cause I, I had the black hair and I loved the black lipstick and the pale skin and everything. And I was just like, that was the first representation I think I ever saw in wrestling of somebody who was like, that looks like me. Like, you know what I mean? Um, And now I feel like it's kind of overplayed. I feel like there's a lot of dark personas. Yeah. Um, now I, you know, I, I I love it, but I'm just kind of like, it's not as like original anymore. Yeah, as yeah. did it. I agree. There's um, <clears throat> I'm so grateful that like now there's like a lot more women on the roster yes. to the point where you can have a Royal Rumble. I personally am creative enough that I could come up with different characters for 30 different women. You know what I'm saying? I could I could do that easily, but um, that's why the the attitude era and the golden era and even like the divas era, you, it kind of stood out because everyone still had, there wasn't an overwhelmingly um, large amount of women. So everyone um, had their own distinct character, their style, their aesthetic, you know, Um, everyone was different. No one was doing what Lita was doing. No one was trying to be Tori Wilson. You know, it was like, you could tell instantly who each person was just by looking at them, you know? And nowadays it's like all the, all the women are wearing like, you know, before it was kind of like, Oh, Lita's the one who has studded gear or China is the one with black leather gear. You know, now it's like, wow, all the girls are wearing like rhinestones and sequins and studs and leather. And it's like, that's awesome. They all look amazing, but I'm like, wow, they're all kind of biting off each other. 
Yeah. And that's and that's what I've discovered as a as a gay male wrestler. Um, I look at the other gay male wrestlers, and I'm like, well, there. I go. We were all inspired by the same era, so I got to do something different. Like um, Brandy knows. I used to come out with all the sequins, all the sequins, oh, and the, yeah. the the feather robe and everything else, and was doing the Charlotte before there was a Charlotte, and um. It was, uh, nowadays it's like, well, now the younger gays are coming up and they're emulating what they're seeing. And they're the ones now wearing the fuzzy boots and the feathers and doing all the showgirl stuff. And that's amazing. But now it's like, well, I don't want to be doing what everyone else is doing. So let me switch it up a bit. That's why, like I, I was, I was starting to wear more sporty attire. So that's why I started wearing like some tights. Cause all the gays want to show off their, their legs, their thighs, their butt, you know? So I'm like, let's wear the tights. You know what? Let's go shirtless, you know, uh, mm-hmm. let's go, let's, let's wear something long. Let's wear something more sporty. So like, I even have like football inspired gear that looks really good, but I haven't had the opportunity to wear it yet. So right, it's kind of like X Men. Yeah, the X Men gear is I hands down that. my favorite. Yes. Everyone loves that gear. Um, I don't want to wear it too often because I kind of want it to have like some vibrancy still. Mm-hmm. So, but like all the gear that you've seen me in for the past like two shows is gear that I just have in the closet that I haven't worn because people don't book me enough. And so it was kind of like it's it's so old now that it's new again yeah. because people are like, we haven't seen you wear this gear, and I'm like, well you haven't been watching me in Salt Lake city. <laughs> so just cause uh, dad's not working in Vegas does not mean dad's not working. I have, I, I really think though that you could uh, wear anything and rock it really well. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I will state that I'm so jealous of Jay's jacket. And my thing is like, I'm like uh, my, I still have my pink feathered robe, uh, but it's just, so, it's, been with me for over a decade so it's all wilted and stuff it just looks really sad and i'm like uh i want to wear this i almost did for loud and proud but i was like it's so sad looking it's so wilted it used to be so like buoyant and like bountiful and vibrant and and then you see someone like jay come out with that amazing jacket and i'm like never mind (laughs) we're just gonna go with the the white leather jacket just that's fine (laughs) Uh, well, I- I'm curious because you said you would, you wouldn't hold back. So I'm curious, who is your favorite person to work with, and who is your least favorite? Um, I would say my um, my favorite person to work with in terms of teaming up or wrestling against. Um, how about whichever you choose? Okay. Yes, you can answer fa- both if you'd like. <laughs> okay, my favorite person. I have a lot of. I, I've been very blessed. I've teamed up with some of the best and I've also faced off against people who made me look um, like a million bucks. I would have to say my favorite person to face off against is Savannah Thorne. Um, also known as a, uh, uh, Gabrielle Arce, um, in Salt Lake city for a brief time, she was Sierra Rose. Um, that, and, and Jamie is a, is a close second. And so is Joey Mayberry. Um, but, uh, Savannah is the girl. I don't like to call things on the fly. I like to have it memorized and planned. Yada, 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 you know, um, Savannah and I know each other so well, we are so close and we know each other's arsenal so well, we can call a match on the fly. Nice. Like if, if someone came back and said this match canceled, go out there and wrestle and our music is playing and we have no time to plan. We can go out there and 
call an entire 10 minute match on the fly. She's my favorite, um, hands down. Uh, doesn't mean I don't like, doesn't mean I hate wrestling anyone else, but Savannah Thorne, absolutely. She's based out of Florida. So for any promoters who may be listening, um, or anyone who hasn't really branched out into looking up indie wrestlers, check her out because she's awesome and she's not bad to look at. So <laughs> that helps, uh, favorite person to team with or work with, uh, I adore working with kid Isaac, uh, but my hands down favorite person to work with as a team is paradise out of Salt Lake city. Um, she's like a little sister. I'm trying to get Millhouse to bring her back out again for pride style because I really feel like Isaac and I need a girl. And, uh, I keep picturing us as like the Holly cousins, but <laughs> cuter. Um, I am definitely the hardcore Holly, which I never, ever fucking thought I would say, Never, never thought I'd be the most serious one in a group. Kid Isaac is definitely our crash Holly and paradise would be Molly. Uh, she has a burlesque gimmick. Oh, one of the nice. best wrestlers I can ever hands over any men over any women. She's like five foot one. She's Latina and uh, she's fucking amazing. Uh, we have a lot of spots in the ring where we, when we tag and our tag team is the weapons of mass seduction. I love um, that. Yep. I pick her up and I throw her at people. That's pretty much all of our double team moves. Nice, nice. Like I, I do the glam slam. I pick her up for the glam slam and I just body splash her onto someone. <laughs> we, uh, our favorite move is roll the dice. Cause she's paradise. She gets on the middle turnbuckle and then I grab her by like, I grab her by the ass and the neck and I throw her and she just, she cannonball rolls across the ring into her opponents. <laughs> Nice. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so she's my favorite. No offense to any of the amazing talent I've ever worked with, including Kid Isaac. Um, my least favorite person to work with. Oh, geez. Let's see here. There's so many just vying for the top position. Uh, I would say my least favorite opponent I've ever worked with was, uh, oh, geez. There's two. There's two. Okay. But I'm going to say, uh, okay. Uh, and we got time. So, <laughs> uh, I used to be really good friends with Rick Cataldo before they got canceled. Um, I wrestled them in New York and I think, um, physically and, um, talent wise, Rick was good. The problem was Rick had an ego and would never would did not like the idea of giving any offense to anyone. Um, especially me. Um, we were friends. I had no problem doing it. It was his promotion, you know? Um, but like he, he, he was, he didn't want to take a sidewalk slam. He didn't want to do anything else. Um, apparently he got, he told me to go out there and roast him with a promo. And I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, I, get me over as the, as the face, go over and cut a promo on me. And I go, but this is a gay audience. They're going to laugh and they're going to be like, Ooh, the shade. And they're going to cheer me. We all know how gays work. They love this shit, you know? Um, so I called like Rick, the fabulous moolah and talked about how he stole people's pay and how he was like, I just like ripped into him. Right. And I was his friend at the time. That's what's funny. Um, this bitch came out super hot and tried to shoot on me in the ring. And as Brandy knows, I was trained by Mike Modest. So I'm like, you can, you're not going to shoot on me and hurt me, you know? And, um, um, he started slapping me in the face. I was like, Whoa. And I was like talking and go, Oh, watch the nose, watch the teeth. 
And he's like, yeah, watch your fucking mouth. And I went, okay. And in the video of the match, you can see me throw him into the turnbuckle and be like, you want to fucking chop? And I slapped his shit out of him. <laughs> I was like, no, get off me. Um, I still look back at that match fondly, but it was kind of like a, a battle of egos. I didn't enjoy it. I would never wrestle that person again, even though like, even though they were technically canceled, they still run shows out of New York. So it's like, he don't like me. I don't like him, but I still give people their flowers and their due credit. Like if I, he contributed a lot to gay wrestling, um, and was very talented. And it's unfortunate that, um, you know, he's also a piece of shit. So, um, um, the other person actually, I would wrestle Rick again compared to the person that I hate working with the most. And it was Adrian Matthews. Um, Adrian and I were, pretty decent acquaintances and friends outside of wrestling because uh a, a promoter out of oregon and jeff manning like was trying to get like a vegas show together out here and um we were going to be like the heads of that show i was gonna be like the mc and um uh, we got along really well to the point where they brought me out for wcwc in oregon and um when they brought me out i flew with uh i flew with remy marcel i flew with damian drake um um who's still just a kid um and i think i can't remember who else i think jack manley went out with us as well and i think oh i think suede thompson went too uh before suede got canceled as well and so we all went out there and i was excited because they knew my stuff they knew my material and they were gonna do it's so problematic looking at it, but I, I needed just my foot in the door. They want to do the, the gay stalker storyline. Oh. So I was going to stalk Adrian Matthews. Um, and I was like, okay, I really, uh, I can't believe I have to do the storyline again, but let's go ahead and just like, I I'm creative enough. Let's turn it on its head. Let's do something different. You know, I have faith in my ability to do that. Um, well, what they did not realize and what I did not realize until I went out there was that like um, the audience was so used to like these perfect Ken doll wrestlers with no personality that the minute I showed up and showed just a semblance of a character, they immediately gravitated to me. And even though I was the heel, they tried to cheer me. Hmm. Interesting. And what ended up happening was adrian matthews were doing like a weekend of tapings and he he talks to me in the back and he goes i just want to let you know you're not allowed to do any of your flashy moves so like my perkin rana my stratosphere um he wouldn't even take a bulldog you know at least for cataldo like when i lifted him up for a, a sidewalk slam he didn't sandbag me you know what i'm saying adrian was said literally point blank and damian drake was sitting right there and heard everything adrian goes you're only allowed to slap and choke me I'm the face. I'm the only one who's allowed to get cheered. And I'm like, what? okay. And we, I had never wrestled him before. I had just wrestled someone else. And Damien is lacing up his kick pads and poor, sweet, beautiful Damien looks up and goes, have you ever been slapped by Tommy? <laughs> and Adrian goes, no, it's just a slap. And Damien's like, you might want to rethink that. Like, and I'm like, bro i've never even slapped damien so i don't even so that just tells you like the precedent everyone knew my slaps bro no you might want to pull back on that so we go out for the match and literally um the matches are on youtube um because um 
I get the most views on those matches because everyone, Adrian Matthews, very good looking. So all the gays love Adrian Matthews girls. I think love Adrian Matthews. I don't know. Um, so you can see, you can see in the match that all I'm doing is really slapping and choking. And I, and you can see I'm frustrated cause we're on TV. So, and he's kind of like in the back pocket of the owner. He was kind of like the owner's pet at the time. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And so of course, um, he storms in the back, tells everyone I can't fucking work that I'm awful. Um, and the next thing I know, they start canceling all of our vignettes and promos. Wow. Had me waiting at the hotel to film something got canceled. Um, found out he was sharing a room with the promoter as well as the opponent, the other guy that I wrestled earlier on in the taping. And, um, one of the valets overheard them talking all kinds of shit about me. And these are supposedly people that I've worked really well with, you know? So I'm hearing that like the storyline's kind of getting like they're putting the kibosh on things, but we have the next day of tapings where I'm supposed to beat Adrian. So I beat him and you can see that in the match. I now know that he's talking all this shit and I stiff the fuck out of him on the slaps. I hoisted him up for a sidewalk slam. I made him take moves. And at one point he hauls off and slaps me back. And I am so bewildered that I just turned around and I need him right in the nuts. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, you hit me in the balls. I was like, Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. And then, um, he went in the back. He talked all kinds of shit about me to D'Lo Brown oh. and D'Lo defended me. Cause D'Lo was a executive who pushed for me to be on the show. And D'Lo's words exactly were, we needed someone with personality to bring some personality out of Adrian. Those were D'Lo's exact words. So I'm not sitting here putting myself over, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I heard from executives of the show. They were tired of just like the same cookie cutter male wrestlers and needed people with gimmicks and personality. Hence why they also brought out like Remy, you know, Swade Thompson had a character, you know, um, Damian Drake was on the come up and was like the, the young fresh face, uh, baby face with, uh, you know, with youth on his side and was really good and still is really good. Um, and so, we were talking in the airport bar and D'Lo just spilled everything to me. And then I trained for a little bit at snake pit pro and he told me about everything as well. And, um, Jeff Manning made D'Lo fire me. Ooh. I contacted Jeff Manning. I'm like, what are what? Cause I'm still oblivious. Right. I'm still like, maybe I'm just imagining things and being paranoid. Right. And then, um, cause I, I had known Jeff for a while and he was always treating me like gold. And I'm like, one of the next rounds of taping so I can get work off. And he's like, Oh, you have to contact Dilo about your travel. And I went, okay. And he made Dilo fire me. Wow. Yeah. So I will never work with Jeff Manning again. Um, I will never work with Adrian Matthews again, but I will state this a month after that happened. And I was quote unquote fired. Adrian did tear his pack. And was like out for like a few months. So I'm not saying karma, but I am saying karma. I was so, going to say that sounds like karma. Yeah. And you know, what's really sucky is there's a lot of people who are like praise him and like also still work with Jeff Manning who are in the Las Vegas wrestling scene. And I just want to say, fuck you. Like this is what bothers me so much about 
the hypocrisy of wrestling is, do you know how many times I've spoken out about shitty promoters, shitty wrestlers, awful people? Um, um, my experiences where I've been sexually harassed by veterans and people who've been on TV or, you know, out and out assaulted or whatnot. And no one says anything. No one, I, I'm not quiet about it. You know what I'm saying? And that's also why I don't get booked certain places is people are like, Tommy's, Tommy's too loud. Tommy's too truthful. Tommy's too this, you know? Um, and it's just kind of like, it's like, wow. All right. That's fucked up. You know? So that's why I'm kind of like, I, I, I just don't care anymore. I'm just going to say it out on a, on a podcast, whatever, you know? And what's oh. sad is someone watched our match, me and Adrian's matches and the article is still up. And when I started working with pride style and Millhouse and um, Noah Anderson found the article too, and flipped out. Like he was hot about it. Some, I think this is a queer male who wrote this article dissected me and Adrian's match. And I know I said earlier, don't like put yourself worth on people's opinions and you should never do that. But this was, this was like really harsh and really like awful where they basically wrote an entire article about me being the fat sissy gay wrestler. And they fetishized it where they tried to make it sound like it was a compliment. Like, Oh yeah. Look at the fat sissy wrestler manhandling the hot hunk, Adrian Matthews. And I'm like, uh, it was like really, it was so embarrassing because, uh, you know, I wasn't, in the best shape. You know, I already felt awful about that weekend and look back on it with really like cringy, a cringy face. But, um, Noah saw it. Noah was hot about it. Millhouse was like fucking furious, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's still up. So, but it was kind of like a, it, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, I'm upset about it for like a couple days. Um, but it's like, just keep that in the back of your mind. Use that as fuel. You know, because now I, I certainly don't feel like I'm the fat sissy gay wrestler, you know? Um, yeah, but it was, it was, it was upsetting because it, it, I'm still kind of like haunted by that weekend where I just like, you know, and I'll take responsibility. Part of it, I did shit the bed on TV, you know, a little bit. Um, I was not prepared. I, I was also not confident enough to stand up for myself until uh they started to try and shoot on me in the ring so it was a combination of everything it was like the perfect storm but um and then um another person i will never work with again is kyle hawk who i don't even know if they're still working but during the pandemic we did a, a backyard show for a big valley wrestling at ricky tenacious's house and i was wrestling kyle and i had been friends with kyle for years i mean years we were really good friends and then um we wrestled and I don't know what happened because I, like, I didn't stiff him. I didn't hurt him. Just from the word jump, he tried to beat my ass through the whole match. He stomped on my neck, stomped on my head, and I'm built pretty tough. So it didn't, like, hurt per se. I could feel it, and I was like, ow, that's not good, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but, and what's funny is, like, Cody Andrews, the referee, I, I think Cody Andrews was the referee for another match. Cause I think they were in the back, but shade and Fresco were watching the match and they were like, what the fuck's going on? And like Fresco had to do a run in, um, and attack Kyle 
to further a storyline after the match. Fresco legit runs out to the ring to stop like the attack from Kyle Hawk and like laid in some shots on him because everyone was watching me get my ass beat. And I stormed in the back, like, what the fuck was that about? And he's like, I'm a heel. I'm trying to heal it up. But I'm like, nah, you're that was uncalled for, you know? Wow. So since then, we are not friends anymore. Um, we are not friends. I will never work with that person again. No, thank you. You can go fuck yourself, you know? So yeah, I'm sure he's getting booked. Well, with that attitude, good. I, I don't know because I know FSW cut ties. With yeah. Him. Um, and I, I've, we've seen him wrestle a few times and, um, I yeah, think one time. And yeah. I think that's, I think that's what set off. Like, I think there was something going on with FSW, like the day that we wrestled and someone told me, Oh, he, he just, someone tried to like cushion it by saying, Oh, he probably was just taking out his frustrations on you because of what's going on at FSW. And I go, I don't give a shit. Like I have nothing to do with that, you know, and you're going to stiff me and stomp on my neck. Like now, you know, I've, there've been a couple times that I've, I've hit a stiff kick by accident. You know, I've never deliberately tried to hurt someone who didn't try to hurt me first. So yeah. it's like, uh, no. And Mike modest taught me very well. Don't, don't you ever let someone do that to you? You know? Yeah. Yeah, Kyle Hawk isn't. I, I don't. I mean, I've had interactions with him uh, just as in a fan based uh, way, and he used to always have to uh, try to get me to like when we were out there for the shows. He would try to beg me to buy a shirt. Oh yeah, he would. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, he he told Amber one day because I guess Amber uh, bought a Shogun shirt and she uh, posted it or something, and he went off on her on a uh, Facebook saying, "You promised to buy my fucking shirt." Oh, yuck. Whatever. Yeah. Amber's like, well, I promised him first. You can buy whatever <laughs> shirt you want to buy in whatever order you want to buy it. Exactly. Exactly. That's so uh, That's so lame. But yeah, there's... The, I mean, um, if you had caught me about three years ago and asked me, like, who will you not work with? Who was your least favorite opponent? I really would have been... Um, like, oh, you know, I would have laid blame on myself or I would have been like, I would have skirted the issue or I would have been like, oh, you know, just me and Adrian just didn't get along. Like it was just a clash, but I'm sure it was just a bad day. Now I'm like, I don't care. I'm 37, you know, like statistically, this is technically middle age. I don't give a fuck. I don't have, I have not made riches off of wrestling. I work a, a regular nine to five, nine to five job. And sometimes I work 60 hours a week. I'm too tired to give a shit <laughs> about what a bunch of nobodies think about me. And I'm sorry, unless you're like on AEW or in the fed or on impact, you know what I'm saying? Unless you're like having action figures and video game characters and like your face up in times square, I don't care what you have to say about me. And even then, if, if even then it's like, if it was John Cena, I'm like, I don't care. You know, like <laughs> I'm a person and you're a person at the end of the day, we, we all die and, and, and you, you leave with nothing. You can't take it all with you. You know, that's true. Like I said, we all bleed the same color blood. Uh, like yeah, pretty said, much, you know, so people's opinions shouldn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Unless they're calling you a fat sissy gay wrestler <laughs> in a in an article, I felt like a college dissertation. I was like, 
how like it was not that serious wow like thanks for making me feel worse about myself i already knew that was an awful weekend but it was nice to see like people kind of like be like this is uncalled for this is you know blah 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 blah. but that's also what's sad is like it was just like noah and millhouse reading it going this is bullshit you know Mm-hmm. but if it was a girl and someone wrote in this entire article about her, everyone would be taking up arms. That person would be canceled. Um, when I spoke out about a bunch of things, everyone, and it was on Jay Vidal's uh, uh, Instagram chat during the pandemic when he was doing his tea with Jay. Um, it was, it was supposed to be 15 minutes. It turned into three hours mm-hmm. of us just, shooting the tea and people were in that chat like a bunch of people from versus uh the shade was in the chat uh calder mccall dark chic a lot of a lot of people who were like who are big in vegas heard it and everyone just acts like they and that i haven't been saying it from day one you know mm. and that's fine you know what and that's absolutely fine i don't need anyone to white knight me but at the same time if it was a woman or a rookie everyone would be taking up arms. Everyone would be, you know, and I'm just, I, that's why I try to make sure when someone comes to me, um, I'll do what's in my power to make sure that does not happen again. Well, we need more people like you, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, you know, sometimes I care a little too much. There's been times where you, you help someone and then, you get a problem fixed for them and they turn right around and now they're part of the boys club and they, you, you can basically go fuck yourself after you help someone. And it's like, okay, but that's why like, you know, um, I make sure like I've known Damien forever. So if Damien's upset, I'm like, are you okay, bro? You know, same with Noah, same with Isaac, uh, black Swan, um, Johnny Robbie, uh, like all these people, like a lot of people at pride style, I, care very deeply for so i'll be like what's going on how can i help you you know mm-hmm. like let's talk so basically it's why like millhouse calls me his talent relations <laughs> i'm his jr if you have a problem and then you can't get a hold of millhouse contact tommy like what's going on why are you upset so i need to they- contact you for my problems then <laughs> all like all i can say brandy is it is completely normal to have days where you are like not having a good mental health day. Um, I think that's where people get really more upset is that they go, God, I'm really struggling today. And then you feel guilty for struggling. Like, Oh, there are people who that's, I suffer from that a lot. There are people who are suffering worse than me. I need to stop feeling sorry for myself. I I'm, I've got a beautiful wife. I got a good job. You know, I got a roof over my head. Why am I sad? I shouldn't be sad. I'm ungrateful. And then you start being harder on yourself. It is okay to just wake up and be like, you know what? You know, we used to call it, we used to call it just waking up on the wrong side of the bed, you know? And that's what it is. Honestly, sometimes you just wake up and you're just not in the mood, you know? Yeah. I was telling summer, like, uh, she just, uh, after that whole speaking out thing happened, I waited a couple of years after, but, uh, you know, me and Summer are going on 20 plus years of friendship. 21 at this point. Oh, wow. Yeah. So even she didn't know this and there was some stuff that was bothering me in my personal life. And as you know, I'm sure, you know, my mother. Yes. Um, well, she, 
when I was 22, um, she still was so upset that I told her I was into women. So she tried to fix me up with guys. You know, she's like, you're just confused. You know, you haven't found the right guy, you know? And yeah. So we went to the pay-per-views at Sam's town when they were holding them. And there was this 36 year old guy that I guess liked me. So she pushed to hook me up with him. Oh my God. Yeah. And I didn't want to, but I ended up going through with it. And I just recently opened up about this. He was 36. I was 22. That's wrong in itself. Yeah. And (laughs) he's dead now. But at the time, uh, he was raping me. Oh, no. And if I told him no, he would hit me. Fuck no. I am so sorry you had to go through that, Brandy. Yeah, it was it was a traumatic time. So I t- I told my brother about it, and he he said I want to kill him. I said, well, he's <laughs> he's dead already. He's, so he's burning <laughs> in hell. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, he he got what he deserved, and then some. Yeah, so I, I told Summer. I said, you know, I space out a lot because I I did meet him at wrestling. So um, yeah, I uh, space out and I just stare into space because I usually see him in front yeah. of me at the shows mm-hmm. and it's been affecting my life to that extent god yeah that's a, that ptsd is real yeah you know i was kind of a uh, kind of had a thing going on with someone who was a massive alcoholic Ooh. and didn't know it until they got super violent mm-hmm. and it was weird because i always have a picture that i would be scared in that situation but now like dude swung at me and the Mike modest training came out of me and I judo flipped him with an arm bar. I was like, God modest would be so proud of me. You know, um, it's just crazy how people respond to trauma Yeah, and how, um, you know, for me, it's like fight or flight. Oh, I'm going to fight, you know? Um, and for you, it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm frozen. I'm paralyzed. I'm, I'm Okay. Okay, but it's just, it's just, I don't even, because I, I will, I will say I've been very fortunate. I've never been, you know, I have never been raped or, or had something go that far. Um, but I, 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 I can't even give advice to that because everyone's different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All I can tell you is that you're still here and you've got a good network of people around you, people who matter, you know? And, um, you're still in the, here in the community. Everyone knows you in wrestling in Vegas because you got, you know, you, you've been here from the beginning of a lot of people's careers, you know, it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's kind of like sign lady Terry, you know, she's been here forever too, or Garth, you know, like we all know Garth because you guys just unabashedly love and promote and sponsor wrestling. And you're kind of like part of like this extended family. So just know that you have, you have support and people who do, we do notice when you're not at the show, you know, we do notice when you, you know, um, something's wrong because you're usually so like, hi guys, you know, what's going on. So just know that you do matter and we do notice. That makes me feel better. I mean, I I never thought that, you know, people cared. And I had this conversation with AJ and Jay. And, you know, Jay told me at Pride Style, he just said, you know, 
we would all notice if you weren't here and it would all it would hurt all of our feelings if you weren't here oh yeah absolutely it's a little it's a little like like it's kind of like showing up to work and it's like the person the, the desk next to you is not there your favorite color. And you're like, huh? After like day number two, you're like, okay, where is, where's Brandon? Where'd he go? Is he okay? Someone check on him. Like if you weren't at a show and we didn't know like, oh, you just had to work or like you were on vacation or something. We'd be like, uh, where's Brandy? You know? Well, I appreciate so, that. You know, I, I wasn't like opening up about that, but yeah, she know. wouldn't even tell me her best friend of 21 years. It's hard. It's rough. I, my best friend of like 22 years called me today and just opened up about some things to me. And I'm like, I, I tell her everything. And I'm like, why didn't you like come to me? Like I told you all kinds of shit, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, and I go, you're not going to get any judgment from me. What the heck? Cause it's sometimes it's just really hard to tell the people you're closest to. Cause you're just, you're worried. It's going to change how they perceive you, you know? I mean, I get it. I keep a lot to myself. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I'd rather suffer in silence. Than yeah. Me. There have been times I've been afraid to tell, say like certain things just like about my, nothing bad, you know what I'm saying? But like things I did cause I was a stupid, foolish kid, you know, and you don't want to tell someone cause you're like, Oh God, they're going to think I'm dumb. They're going to be like, Oh, I can't associate with you. How could you ever do something like that when you were younger? You know? And then, um, and it's happened when you just share a story with someone that you're like dating or that you've been friends with for a while. And then it, you think it's inconsequential. It's like, this is just like a fun little story from my childhood or whatever. And they look at you different and you're shocked by it. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it's, it's like saying, oh, I did this when I was a kid. And, you know, like, oh, I accidentally keyed a neighbor's car, blah, 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 blah. But I was like seven and they look at you and they go, oh. I don't even know you. And then like, they stop talking to you. It's weird. So I could see why people don't open up about certain things, but when people are ready to come out of the rain, they will go inside. Yeah. So when people are ready to talk, they will, you just can't, you can't push it, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's been so like, that's been bothering me. So, but talking about it has helped. So yeah, it's always painful to start talking about it, but once you once you do and you're done, there's like a it's like a weight is lifted off your chest, you know? Uh if you talk about it, it gives it less power. Cause now you're kind of like, okay, it's out there. It's yeah. done, you know? Um, but you're still here and you got a great wife and you got a great best friend and you got a podcast and you got all kinds of cool guests, you know. Uh, excluding myself, you know, Diana's amazing. Uh, so, and you got your, 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 you've been part of this like Vegas wrestling community for like ever. You've seen it grow exponentially. So you've seen all the promotions come in and all the wrestlers come and go. And it's, it's great. You know? Yeah. I'm the one so, who's late to the game. On the what? I'm the one who's late to the game. Ah, uh, you know what? I think I think it came just at the perfect time. Brandy had to sit through a lot of bullshit. I, you True. know, and in my defense, I I had a a job that wasn't letting me like yeah. Schedule-wise, well, you know, um, now I'm at a place where it's like I get off at a decent time. I don't work crazy hours, and I have a set schedule. So yeah. 
Well, what's great is in this day and age now of like social media, you can miss a show, but not really miss a show, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I will say there's nothing, nothing like coming to a pride style show. Vegas theater company. I love that venue. The staff is so cordial and so accommodating. I love our lights. I love that ring. I love that setup. It's just, ah, it's perfection. And I just wish it was less hot. Yes. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. all agree on that one. Yeah. It, it was pretty hot at this last show. Yeah. I was like, the sweat was getting into my eyes. Uh -huh. and I was like, people are going to think that I'm crying for Papa Yasa and I'm not. My eyes are just <laughs> burning right now. Like, Go ahead, Summer. Drag him. She was not crying for Papa Yase. She was like, she's like, fuck this. No, I, I felt like I was the only person who wasn't. And I, I'm usually the crier, believe it or not. Like <laughs> I wasn't crying for Papa Yase, but I was, I was extremely happy. I was, I, I was happy because I think that he embodies everything pride style is. Yes. Um, yes. That is correct. So I, was, I was happy for him. Is he, when it comes to the type of wrestling and everything, is he my cup of tea? No. Like, mm -hmm. there's plenty of people that I like over him, but I don't dislike him. You know yeah, what I mean? That's, yeah. It's just like when you guys ask me, like, who's your favorite to work with? Just because this is my favorite to work with, just because I will pick paradise each and every time. It doesn't mean that like, I don't like working with kid Isaac, you know, it doesn't mean I don't like working with, you know, Nick Valentino or Savannah Thorne. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, that's just, that's my partner. You know, we have good synergy and um, when in doubt, I just pick her up and throw her at people. <laughs> I feel like we get that as, as fans where it's like, we clearly have our favorites and mm -hmm. I think, tend to take it a little too seriously and they're like well then you can't like that person why are you cheering that person and I'm like I can have my favorite my all-time top favorite and still like other people and yeah cheer other people and it's like for me Rey Mysterio nobody's coming above him in pro wrestling like well mm -hmm. nobody in wrestling period is coming above Rey Mysterio for me yeah when people ask me who's the greatest female wrestler of all time I, I'm always like, well, I know you're asking about athletic ability and like da 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 da. I go, but for I go, and I'll always do the the cordial answer, where it's like, oh, like for me, like far and away, Charlotte Flair is probably the total package and the best athlete. Uh, her and Bianca Belair. I go, but honestly, I go, best female wrestler for me is always going to be Sable. I don't give a shit what anyone says, you know. Yeah, uh, that's that's who inspired you. That's yeah. who you were like, oh my god, this is the most amazing thing ever you know <laughs> exactly um, for uh, me it was uh, Rey Mysterio and I, yeah. I did get a lot of shit for being a Ray fan believe it or not um especially as he's gotten older he can't move the way well duh because he's pushing 50 years old and right you know he's still out there kicking his son's ass you know <laughs> what I mean I'm 37 and I'm still surprised I can do half the shit that I can still do so I, I get a lot of shit for being a Rey Mysterio fan. And with her, everybody knows she's a, a J fan. Everybody knows that. And uh, um, she, is, she is Brandy a J Vidal fan? I did not know. She gets a lot of shit for it to the point where I've had to put people in their place. <laughs> well, you know, what's great is we love to just tease Brandy. Like, ah, 
she loves Jay doll, but not me. So it's all in good fun. If we ever tease you, Brandy, just know that it's all in love. Because we all love Jay Vidal. Like, Jay Vidal is such the opposite of his character. He'll probably hate me for exposing him like that. But uh-huh. Jay Vidal is one of the sweetest um, people. When he was coming up, he was like, oh, my God, you're Tommy Purr. Like, like this bitch always like gives me flowers always is like the sweetest and kindest. And I'm so happy for his success. He's so good. Yes. Yeah. I was, this is going to make me cry. Um, I'm supposed to be the cry. But yeah, meeting Jay, I met him like four and a half, five years ago. And I swear that man is like my best friend. Like I never thought I would get close to a wrestler and meeting him, like my first meeting with him, I was actually afraid to go up and talk to him. And when I got my picture with him, he was teaming with Parada at that time. And I told him, I said, I was afraid to talk to you. And, you know, he was just super sweet. And ever since then, every show, he's just, he always asked me how I'm doing, you know, and yeah, I was able to open up to him about a lot of personal things and especially my coming out story and how that affected me. In a lot of ways, me and Jay are very similar. Um, We came out the same age. Um, Our paths are pretty similar. I mean, I am quite a bit older than him, but it just strikes me odd that we are so similar in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I think I've more so hung on to him. And he just instantly became my favorite. Like, That's great, though. That's that's amazing. There's so many times where, like, I remember... um, just texting him one day just to say, you know, I'm going through a bad time. And just his text alone always made me smile. Like he's never let me leave a show without smiling. And that's good. That's amazing. Like he'll be changing in the back. He'll be like, Oh, is Brandy still out there? I have to go say hi to her. I'm like, yeah, I go, she's not going to leave without saying goodbye to you. So don't worry. Like just speed it up, Jay. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, tell her I'll be right out. I'm just changing because you know he's a chatterbox in the back. He's oh, a I know. Social butterfly. Social butterfly. Uh, a little, um, a little tea right there for you guys. You mentioned Parada. So, did you know that in the early stages of Pride Style, the first couple shows, we were supposed to do House of Purr with Parada and Jay Vidal and me. I did not know that. Yes, and then I think things broke down or fell apart. I think they were in line for something at FSW. And at that time, the political waters were really like, oh, you can't do this and then do this over here. And da, 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 da. so um, they made the call that was best for their own, their own wrestling careers. Um, and eventually Parada, like soon after, like kind of left wrestling and started doing drag. So it was just kind of like it, you know, it wouldn't have lasted long anyway. But yeah, that was like House of Purr was supposed to be myself and Jay and Parada. And uh, I just like, God, that would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. I would have been down to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were trying to do House of Purr for Pride Style. And eventually, eventually we will. I'm sure we will. Um, but the Kid Isaac dynamic, of what started off as um, Last Pride, Millhouse did not have a match for me which caused a serious like contention between us because I was helping him a lot. And I'm like, why don't I have a match? And this is what a lot of people don't seem to realize is that, um, yes, he's my roommate, 
and we are like like I'm, he's like my best male friend but the thing is about millhouse is i don't get any nepotism or special treatment and what sucks is the fact that he knows that i'm going to understand if something gets cut that involves me but the problem is is that he will bend over backwards for anyone else on the roster you know he will accommodate people's feelings and their creative ideas and um sometimes that means my shit gets cut we tried to do the cockpit for one of the shows he was like no one wants to do a talk show segment that they, they think it's you know they don't think it's it's helpful to their character or this that and the other so it's kind of like i i i tell myself why am i bothering you know you know, I hit that dark place. Jay has helped me out a lot where Jay and I are friends and we talk and he boosts me up and is very supportive. Um, same with Jamie Lynn Senegal, you know? And so last pride when I didn't have a match, I was the special guest GM for one night. And we use that as a, as a way to, for me to buy out kid Isaac's contract from Benny Bezos. Cause I don't think Ben was going to be coming back. And they, they needed to like close the loop and the storyline, you know? So it just turned into like, Hey, me and kid Isaac, I have his contract and I, I may start managing him because the original storyline was, uh, the chic, a dark chic wanted to do, uh, her version of the flock. Cause she was coming out as girl Raven and we were going to be known as the flick. And it was going to be, she asked to work with me and Isaac. And so we were like, let's pair it me and Isaac this way. When it happens, it's kind of, we can just slip right into the storyline, right? Well, she ended up doing the flick with the agenda out in California. So that storyline got sidelined. And then it just turned into, well, I might as well just manage kid Isaac. And now we're like a tag team and just have like a really good chemistry. We have a lot of fun together. Um, and then it turned into like me, he's kid. He's the kid, kid Isaac what am I, the dad? And it just snowballed into this, like, Papa Yase is Papa. Papa is Papa. Tommy is cat daddy, you know? <laughs> Tommy, Tommy's the father figure. And he's, and Papa is Papa. It's Papa's house, but it's my foundation. So it's kind of, I don't know, maybe in the future uh me and papa will have a, a nice little dad versus dad altercation you know that'd be fun because art is a tremendous talent but uh there's no but about it art is a tremendous talent but i also think you know a dad versus dad thing would be really fun to see down the line you know i'm, I'm down with it and and, and that would bring me to my next question, which I think I'm going to switch this up a minute, but um, so what do you think about the evolution of LGBT wrestling? And is there any LGBT wrestler, male or female, you'd like to work with? Oh, geez. I, I love the evolution. I love the fact that it's now it's, you know what? I love the evolution of that. There's so many of us now, but when people are now like, I'm gay, I'm kind of like, okay, now what? You know, I, yes, you're gay, you're trans, you're bi, you're pan, uh, you're non-binary. That's fantastic. But who are you as a wrestler? Cause yeah. guess what? Sandra moon's pansexual and that's not her entire identity. Papa Yase is, I, I, I can't remember if they identify as, 
pan or bi. We'll just say pansexual will be safe. Um, Papa Yase. That's not all there is to him. His sexuality is not his defining trait. Tommy Purr, same thing. Ajay Vidal, same with them. Same with Jamie Lynn Senegal. It's just like, okay, yes, you are gay, but guess what? We've evolved to the point where that's no longer just the gimmick, you know? Are you the diva? Are you the professor? Are you the astronaut, for Christ's sake? What are you? Who who are you as a character, as a person? Um, and that's what I want people to think about, you know? You can't just throw on studs and sequins and leather and be like, I'm a wrestler. You look great, but what's your character? People want to relate to you on some level, you know? And um, I, I love the evolution, but... Let's we let's go a bit further. Find out who you are as a person too, you know. And um, when it comes to LGBT wrestlers that I want to face, uh, I've already faced Dark Sheik when she was Nurse Ratchet. I've already faced Jamie and Joey. I've beaten all three of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> throw that one in there. I will say this, guys. Listen, we all know the wrestling is scripted, right? I did not really beat anyone. I did not really beat anyone i did not really win any championships we are telling a story it's theater um so when other wrestlers like i've beaten this person and this person yeah well and sometimes someone gets to beat you you know yeah. don't get so caught up in the soap opera of wrestling that that you forget that sometimes you have to lay down for others in the ring you know exactly um and I didn't, I didn't like politic or choose to beat all these people. So uh, I, but I've been fortunate to wrestle some amazing queer talent, Joey Mayberry, Jamie Lynn Senegal, dark Sheik. I've wrestled Papa. Um, uh, and I had a great time wrestling Papa at versus that was, uh, Papa's so giving and came, we came up around the same time. I think I'm like a year ahead of him. And he was like, we're going to remind everyone you can wrestle today. And I'm like, I, I love that. He's been in my corner and very helpful. You know, um, I have never wrestled Jay and I would love to wrestle Jay Vidal. Um, I have never happen. wrestled. No <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would, I would, I would be so dizzy with Jay running circles around me, bitch. I'd be, it would be me on the microphone. Trading, trading insults back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Like, like two moves. That's it. <laughs> but it would be fire. The promo between the two of you. Oh yeah. The promo would. The promo. Imagine if we teamed up. That promo would be fire. Okay, That'd be Mil even House. funnier. Okay. Millhouse. Teams, you know, in this division, and pride style. I would what love to wrestle. I'd love to wrestle Jay Vidal. I'd love to wrestle um, Papa anytime. Um, I'd love to wrestle who I haven't faced, Neon Cassius over in the UK. Um, I joke about him being one of my kids too because I just look like I birthed him. Um, my slender, skinny, beautiful son. Um, I would love to wrestle Black Swan. Um, okay. Again, all these young kids who are fast and nubile would beat my ass. Like, literally, I'd be wheezing all over that ring. But you know <laughs> what? All I got to do is get them with one move. That's true. You know? Very That's true. it. So Swan, Cassius, and uh, Javadal, for sure. 
Not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. You know, you know what? Maybe Noah Anderson. We haven't had a one on one. Okay. Okay. You got some. You got some excellent choices there. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, and it's just things I think the audience would enjoy seeing too. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like, especially in the big companies like WWE, like Impact, like AEW, I feel like a lot of times our opinion as a fan doesn't matter. They're going to do what they want to do. And uh, in response to <clears throat> to people who don't feel like they're listened to by like big feds like WWE or whatnot, um, you know, they have to answer to a boardroom and sponsors. And there's so much more like moving parts to like a big company like that, <clears throat> that, um, you know, it's like having a menu in a restaurant. Yes, we have some vegan options, but mostly everyone coming in wants meat, you know? Yeah. Um, Welcome to my life. Oh, are you vegan? I am vegan, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it must suck for you. Like I, I always feel so bad. I was like, I have friends who are vegan and vegetarian, and I'm like, oh, I need beef. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's rough. Um Yeah. I always but, say if I go on a date, we are not going to a restaurant unless they're vegan. So <laughs> you should try Chef Kenny's. It's vegan Chinese food. I I've have. actually it's delicious. It doesn't. It does not taste good when you take it home, like real Chinese no. food. No. But when you eat it hot, oh, you couldn't tell the difference. Their their uh, orange chicken was amazing. Yes, that's what I had. And really I was... good. And you can't yeah. fuck up noodles. So come on. No, no, not at all. Yeah. But yeah, I understand. We we try to like hear all the fans at, at Pride Style. Um, again, as I said, Millhouse uh, really, really, really tries to accommodate as much people as possible. And sometimes I got to pull him aside, like, like the coach, you know, I feel like he's the star player and I'm, I'm the coach on the, uh, on the team. I'm like, listen, kid, you're not going to make everyone happy. You're going to drive yourself crazy trying to do this. You're going to make yourself sick. You know, um, it's like Brandy with her mental health. You know, you can't worry about everyone and everything, you know, you've got to just do what's best for you. And that's why I tell Millhouse as well with his company. I'm like, it's your company. What story do you want to tell? Do you want to have fun as a promoter? Do you want, are you just going to walk, let people walk all over you? Go do what you can to make everyone happy. But at the same time, if you can't, then just wipe your hands of it. You know, someone's, not everyone's going to be happy. Not everyone's going to like you. There, there's always something else you can do more, but we can revisit that and fix it later. So I, trust me, I'm exhausted. I, I manage people all day long at my work. And now I, I come home and I help with this. And then I go to the venue and I help with that. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> You're like, I'm too old for this. I'm too old. I feel like I've had a million children. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, but I, I appreciate you ladies having me on your podcast. Well, we appreciate um, you for showing up and being a part of it. Yeah, I, I know we went like super over on time, but it's always it's fun. You might have I your love, own episode. <laughs> there we, you know what? There we go. I just like, um, I like talking wrestling, and I love talking wrestling with wrestling fans, um, because then I feel like I don't have to tell. Oh, what's a bump? What's a baby face? What's yeah. a heel? What What is this? Who's that? Who's that? Well, you guys already know. Like half the battle is is won. 
And I was like, oh, I get to talk wrestling and it's fun and I get to spill some tea and I get to be like, I don't like that person, but I adore this person. And it's just, nah, I just, I, I, anytime a podcast wants me on, um, just to shoot the breeze, I I'm down. So thank you ladies so much for welcoming me on. I, I, it was a tremendous pleasure. Oh, thank you. I feel like, uh, you know, you support us and you've supported us for a while and we appreciate that because we're just two nobodies who decided to make a podcast. And I'm a nobody in spandex. So you know what? It's con- <laughs> If anyone was upset by my opinions today, listen, don't get your knickers in a twist, you know? <laughs> like, guys, it is just my opinion and my experience. I know there's someone who's like, oh, I like Adrian Matthews. That's fine. You can like whomever you want. Uh, I'm not gonna... Uh, uh, clearly, we're not accounting for taste. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, I'm listen, my experience is my experience. Just like your experience is your experience. Your opinion is your opinion. And there's that, like, that's how people guys, what we experienced today with, you know, Brandy's opinion of Sandra moon. And then me going, well, I kindly disagree. That is how a conversation between adults should operate. Yes. Yep. You know, unless someone goes, you're gay and should have no rights. I'm like, fuck you. You have an underbite, you know? (laughs) So what, you know? (laughs) But guys, they're just opinions. They're like assholes. Everyone has one. Unless you're like one of those people who's like, you know, amputated from the waist down, you know? So. (laughs) Tommy, I fucking love you. That's all. (laughs) You know what my mom used to say? She would, be, she would say the thing about opinions, like they're assholes, everyone has one. Except for she would be like, except for in my case, I have two, mine and your father. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I love that. Yep, that's I, the kind of woman she was. <laughs> now all I need is a husband and I can then I mean, same. I say the same thing. Yeah, I right? Oh, this is so sad. Brandy's the only one married on, on this podcast. <laughs> I, I need, I, I want to be, I want to be married. I want to be like, you know, I want to have someone that I could be like, oh my God, Harold, get the car. You know, like I just kind of, it's so, I'm just a Linda Belcher looking for my Bob. <laughs> I'm a Morticia looking for her Gomez. Oh, there you go. I'm so sad. I'm like, someone, please, someone, please whisk me away. Cause I don't want to die single living with Millhouse forever. That's not. <laughs> love, love you, Millhouse. This is not this is not the future I envision for myself. Well, I'm a Bert. I already found my Ernie. So yeah. Oh, uh, oh, you're the Bert. I thought it would be reversed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy's like, fuck you. I still have someone. Who do you have? I'm like, that's true. I'm like, I have I have my cats and my kid right now, and my yeah. kid will leave me soon. Yeah, I have my I have my cats and I have my dog collection and oh, I'm starting to wonder why I'm single. So <laughs> fantastic. Now I'm depressed, Brandy. I need you to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, you just made us both feel like horrible. Well, I'm glad Brandy feels better because now we need to make her feel make us feel better. So <laughs> I'll make sure I bring a really hot guy to the next show and uh, introduce you. Oh, see well, you. you do it- treat me <laughs> yeah, right I mean, you nah bring one for your best friend i am the hot guy so it's okay <laughs> well i can bring one for both of you 
as long as they buy a ticket, I don't care who comes to the show. <laughs> the kid Isaac needs another dad. So come on. I'm not, you know, it's rough being a single father in wrestling. You know what I'm saying? He needs another dad. <laughs> he, needs, he needs two parents. <laughs> two parents. I know. So I'm trying to get paradise out here. I go, God, he needs a mom. Come on. I need someone to clean this house. Come on, paradise. Get on down here. <laughs> I would love her in no house to bring her in. That would be <clears throat> She came once. She had a four-way match with uh, Ishmael Vaughn, Can't Stop Jamal, and Alice Blair. And Paradise kind of got lost in the shuffle because she's very, like, she's super talented. I told her, go, go do your shit. But she was very, like, old school. She's like, no, I'm being brought in to enhance these talent. I'm going to let them do their thing. And I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, but you got lost in the shuffle, you know? Mm -hmm. And she's so much better than that. I'm like, you go out there and you go fucking do your thing, you know? Yeah. And I go, you're nah. So I keep telling my house to go, I want my girl out here. Get my girl out here. <laughs> Isaac needs a mom. <laughs> Isaac needs a mom or a sister or someone, you know, like, <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus. I go, I go, I need a daughter. Let's go. <laughs> but it's so funny because Paradise mom's me, which is even funnier. Because she's so short, and it's like really funny. But um, it's the yeah. short person complex. I have it, it too, because I'm only five Um, and there's been times where I've had to go mom on AJ. <laughs> love that. I <laughs> love that. Like... I know AJ. AJ is so funny because AJ will um. <laughs> AJ is so funny because he'll try to be sassy sassy queer with me like like to dish with me like mm, why are we doing this over here tommy and i'm like i don't know like that's none of my business <laughs> why are you, like you're trying to get me to like like uh be catty with you but i'm like mm, honey you need like you need to level up a bit more before you're you can be catty with me honey like but i uh, but you know what i give that kid what like like two more months before i'm like okay yeah <laughs> Come sit over by me. Yeah, you get to be you get to be catty with me now. That's fine. You can come to the mean girls table. <laughs> you come to the mean girl. AJ is the table. Okay. I'm just saying. I go. I like someone did try to like, I don't know who it was, but they were like, they looked at me and they're like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, that is the quickest way to get me in a bad mood. What's yeah. wrong with you? Not like, honey, what's wrong? They're just like, what's oh. with your face? And yes. AJ. Yep. AJ Yep, AJ from across the room goes, oh, that's just Tommy. <laughs> and I went, I love this kid. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, AJ. He's like, yeah, we have the same problem. Everyone always thinks that we're mean or like mad at them. Yeah. And then he immediately yelled at someone. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm scared of AJ. It's always the little ones you got to watch out for. It is. It's us. Brandy will always. tell you about me. Yeah, it's me. I'm scared of you sometimes. Uh, you should be. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's AJ's. AJ's completely like it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> it's like <clears throat> I'm like, AJ are a lot alike, I think, and that's kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. I I would not mind at all working with AJ either. So when it comes to queer talent, yeah, he, he's definitely on the come up. So he's very talented. I love AJ. Yeah, we love AJ. Yes, yes, we we love we love them all except for the three people I'll never work with again. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody yeah. gets loved. And just uh, for and the record, I don't find that Adrian attractive. 
So uh, I mean, I mean, there's people he's who find him attractive. He's not my type. I mean, I mean, it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I just circled the drain. I went to go. I'm like, uh, why bother? Why bother fighting? Just let Summer have it. You know, it's nah. Get it, girl. <laughs> He's not my type. Um, that, and that is, and that is absolutely fine. I, I do not blame you at all. He, uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. In any way, shape. He's what? He's not your type in any way, shape, or form. For any I mean, like. Before, like, I found out he was an a-hole. Like, literally, I would be like, nah. Like, if he snuck into my bed, I wouldn't be like, get out, you know? <laughs> but I also wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be like, oh, daddy, give it to me. I'd be like, listen, whatever you're going to do, just don't wake me up, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And it was weird. It was weird. Jeff Manning was always like talking about like how we should hook up with each other. And Jeff and Adrian's like, I like women. And I'm like, and my go-to response for that, I always joke when guys are like, Oh, Tommy, it's nice. <laughs> I like women. I go, so do most of my boyfriends. It's okay. <laughs> my grandmother, I, I, I pissed her off so bad once. So bad. I know we got to wrap it up, but you'll love this. My grandma's like, Hmm. Do you have anyone special you're bringing over for Easter? You have a special friend. She calls it a special friend. And I just go, let's go, Packy. You know, all my special friends like to spend the holidays with their wives. And you know what? You're so fucking gross. You're just so fucking, ah. And she hung up on me and she called my mom. And then my mom calls and she goes, what did you say to your grandmother? Cause I'm getting yelled at about how disrespectful my son is. And I'm like, well, that's what I said. And my mom goes, Oh, that's accurate. And it's, <laughs> it's funny. It's true. So I, but my grandmother like got super upset because like I was in a tag team storyline with Nick Valentino and UCW zero in Utah. And he changed, we were getting married in storyline and he's straight and um, playing, playing a gay character. And, um, he changed his status in a relationship and engaged Tommy Watanabe on Facebook. And my grandmother was just like, no one tells me anything. He, he's going to get married. I didn't even know he was dating someone, blah, 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 blah. My mom's like, it's a storyline, ma. And she's like, you're lying. You're all lying. So I can't come to the wedding. Nice try, Lisa. She still hasn't forgiven me. Like, she's like, Whatever happened to that Nick Valentino? I liked him. He was Italian. And I was like, you didn't like him. You didn't even know him. Shut up. Like, who are you talking about? Like, it was a storyline. And he got so much shit from all kinds of ex-girlfriends. <clears throat> They're like, what are you, gay now? What do you suck dick now? What, you're a fag and a homo? And he was like, love is love, man. Well, that's a good that response. Good response. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I was like, man, what a good guy. But yeah, that's my fun experience with that. So <laughs> we appreciate you so much for coming on. This was amazing. And I don't know, I don't know if anyone's going to be able to top this interview. Um, I'm sure when you get Jay Vidal, I'm sure he will, he will be just as entertaining. Don't I worry. exist when we get Jay on. Like, I will take over that interview. I will not exist. <laughs> It'll be like everything wrestling with Brandy and Jay, like with special guests, Summer. Yeah. Um, 
She's just editing the episode for us. <laughs> it is it is all good. I really want to do a table for three and like me and Jay and some other queer wrestler just go to eat a fancy restaurant and just talk shit. That would be amazing. I would tune in to that. Uh, yeah. Someone with good cameras and I have the restaurant. So let's go. Okay. All right. There you go. Let's go. We got to get you a third person. Yeah, I'm like, mm, who could it be? Who would like fit in with me and Jay? Probably AJ, because he's just as big of a bitch as we are. So it'd be like, this would be great. <laughs> Three of my favorite people. Yep, the veteran and the current star, and then the up and coming star. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. There we go. Let's manifest it. Yes. We're gonna manifest it. We'll Absolutely. Yes, there we go. Thank you so much, ladies. I had so much fun. I I had so much fun too. Like I said, it's gonna be hard to top this interview. So for sure. Yes. If you guys want to follow me for more, I'm on Instagram at the underscore man underscore diva. I'm on TikTok at the underscore man underscore diva, and I'm on Twitter, which I rarely use. I just use it to look at porn. Uh, at the man diva, all one word. I think everyone pretty much uses Twitter for that reason, from what I Yeah, and occasionally I do tweet at Jay and go, whore, and that's it. I just leave it at that. (laughs) Nice, nice. I don't look at porn, so I feel like the odd person out. Oh, you're not missing much. Once you've seen one vagina or penis, you've seen them all, so. True story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. On that note, that's a a wonderful way to end the interview. It is. Yes. Thank you again. We do appreciate this so much. No worries. Thank you, ladies. You a good rest of your day. You You too. too.